Hey guys, this is Tyler Padgett. I'm the lead pastor of the Courageous Church, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. And my hope is that this podcast encourages you, that it builds your faith, and that it pushes you to make a difference. You can join us in person on the weekends, Sundays at 9.30 and 11, at any one of our locations across the Ozarks. Check out our social media pages to find a campus near you. I believe you're listening today for a reason. Let's do this, turn up the volume, and let's go. We're focusing our hearts today on the goodness of God, and we're making ourselves aware of his goodness so that we don't withhold ourselves from approaching God in faith and in prayer. And so I want to declare over our church and over your life the fact that God is big and that God is able and that God is not lacking in anything. And so over our church, I just speak that there's a spirit of abundance for 2023 on our church. This is the year of the yes for the courageous church. The Bible tells us in James, you have not because you ask not. And it became clear to me as I was thinking about this day that the God that we serve doesn't just answer prayer, he over answers prayer. When you approach God in faith, asking him, touching anything, the Bible tells us it shall be done. When you think about the Lord's prayer, it says, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's a prayer, remember that, it's a prayer. And so when we pray, we are giving earthly license for heavenly interference. We're inviting the goodness, the power, the strength, and the reality of what God is down to a world that really, really, really needs it. Amen, somebody. Amen. And so you're not going to be miserable this, miserable this year. You're going to pray and you're going to believe God. In 2023, you're going to laugh more. You're going to have some joy you didn't have. You're going to smile. Tell your neighbor, you're going to like me in 2023. The devil's agenda is poverty, hopelessness, and despair. But God is the keeper of joy and victory and abundance. And God is the keeper of the opposite of what I see and what I'm told in society. The Bible tells us that we walk by faith and not by sight. And so the opposite of faith is not unbelief. The opposite of faith is just seeing things and thinking that's reality. At the Courageous Church, we believe in the things that are unseen more than we believe in the things that are seen. And the world we live in is full of hatred and drama and despair. But God's church is full of love and peace and hope. Somebody say yeah. When we approach God in faith through prayer, he doesn't just answer, he comes through in his goodness, in his abundance, and he over answers. King Solomon, when faced with the magnitude of having to govern the nation of Israel, prayed sincerely unto God in 1 Kings 3 and 9 and says this, give your servant therefore an understanding mind to govern your people that I may discern between good and evil for who is able to govern your great people. He just asked God for wisdom as a prayer. Is that clear? He just asked God, make me smart enough to do this. Help me to have a sense of what is right and wrong in ways that I would not have on my own. And verse 10 says, it pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this. And God said to him, because you have asked this, and have not asked for yourself long life or riches of the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right, 12, 
Behold, I now do according to your word. Behold, I give you a wise and discerning mind so that none like you has ever been before and none like you shall arise after. He says, done, I answer your prayer. But then the goodness of God kicks in. How many of you are looking? How many of you would like to see the, how many of you would like to see the goodness of God move into your life this year? Where he's not just meeting your needs, he's showing his strength. Where he's not just giving you minimum answers to minimum request. He's not just coming through in moderate manners. He's coming through in ways that you stand back and you say, well, what, God, God, you did something here that I can't explain. And so God does that in Solomon's life in verse 13. And he says, I give you also what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that no other king shall compare with you all your days. And if you walk in my ways and keep my, he gives him more than what he asked for. God over answers prayer. Say it with me. God over answers your prayer. Do you think your prayers don't matter? They matter. You think God doesn't hear your prayers? No, your prayers never die. The Bible talks about how prayer comes up as a memorial before God. It's something he doesn't forget. He can't forget. He ties himself to the, to the prayers of the saints. He keeps them in a bottle, the Bible says. Like this is the heart of God. Israel, in Judges 10, they were, they were going to be destroyed by an evil army. Judges 10 and 9, and the Ammonites crossed the Jordan to fight also against Judah and against Benjamin and against the house of Ephraim so that Israel was severely distressed. Anybody ever been severely distressed? Oh, okay, I guess all of the prescriptions being written out are for well people. All the, all the dispensaries popping up are for people that have no need to chillax. None of that should touch us if we believe in the goodness of God because verse 15 says, and the people of Israel said to the Lord, look, we have sinned. And that is so essential for us to remember that repentance opens the door to all God's goodness. And acknowledging the fact that you need God to forgive you of the junk that you've done opens up all the goodness of God. Okay, and the people of Israel said to the Lord, we have sinned. Do to us whatever seems good to you. And here is their prayer. Only please deliver us this day. A simple prayer based upon what we need right now. I need you to help me get a better job. I need you to help me take care of these kids. I need you to help me find out. I need you to help me with my business. I need somebody to, to, to whatever that prayer is, it was a minimum prayer. Lord, don't let us die. Only deliver us. Was I screaming? I'm just screaming because I'm Italian. Only, say it with me, only, only deliver us this day. All right, now verse skips down, skips down, more of the story unfolds. But I want you to see what God does for people that pray. 11 and 32 of the same book. Judges 11 32 says, so Jephthah crossed over to the Ammonites to fight against them. And the Lord gave them into his hand. And he struck them from Fairgrove to Branson. He struck them from Mountain Grove to Mountain Grove. Over to Republic area, maybe? Billings? Like. And he struck them from Aurora to the neighborhood of Minneth, 20 cities. People that were just like, oh, we don't want to die. Yeah. 
God said, if you'll pray, if you'll pray and you'll ask me, I'll give you 20 cities. And as far as Abel Karamim, wherever the heck that is, with a great blow, God said, you may be, oh, you may be praying to me in weakness, but I, is that on the screen still? What, how did God answer? He answered with a great blow. God says, you asked me to survive, but I've got a karate chop for you. I've got some UFC moves I've been waiting to try out. So the Ammonites were subdued before the people of Israel. God wants to give you power to overcome. He is the possessor of the spirit of abundance. He is the spirit of abundance. David, King David, who messed up so royally, it says in Psalms 21 and 4, he asked life of thee. He asked life of thee. God, just help me to live. This is David who screwed up over and over. And, and, and here's how God answered. And thou gave it to him, even though length of days, forever and ever, his glory is great and salvation, honor, and majesty has to light upon him, for thou hast made him most blessed ever. Thou hast made him exceeding glad with thy countenance. This is how God will respond to people who will unplug from what society is pumping into your veins and just pray and ask God to come. He said, God, help me to live. And God said, I'm not just going to help you to live. I'm going to put glory and salvation and honor and majesty and blessings and let your face find out about it because your countenance will be glad. I'm going to give you a reason to smile, David. I'm, I'm going to give you a reason to be happy, David. Not just, not just, you are not just guaranteed survival. I'm going to give you joy. God's nature is abundance. Say abundance. When I pray, I pray knowing God's got it. When I pray, I pray knowing that God's able. When I pray, I pray knowing that God can, God will, and God shall. Whew. The man that was crucified next to Jesus, the thief on the cross, said in his prayer to the Lord, Oh God, remember me. And God said, I'm not just going to remember you, buddy. You're coming with me to paradise. God over answers prayer. Cornelius was with Peter and he said, hey, uh, in Acts 10, 22, he said, hey, we'd like to hear the word of the Lord. And when Peter was preaching on him, he didn't just hear the word of the Lord, but him, his household, and his family were all baptized in the Holy Spirit in that moment in the book of Acts, verse 44 of chapter 10. God didn't just let him hear the good news of the word of the Lord. He poured out his glory and majesty and blessing all over him, his co-workers, his family. God over answers prayer. Now unto him, Ephesians 3.20, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. That power that works in you is his spirit that is released when you pray and when you open your heart to God. The Bible tells us about the goodness of God in 1 Corinthians 2 and 9 where he says, but as it is written, Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. The things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God's revealed that to us through his spirit. Listen, 
We can't embarrass God with our puny requests, our lack of faith, and our hopelessness when we come before him. I don't have to worry about favor with man. I can count on favor with God. I don't need to ask anybody for anything. I can ask God and he'll speak stuff to people and change the tide and turn the story and move on your behalf and my behalf. I've seen it way too many times. You have not because you ask not. I felt very sincerely that it was time for the church to make the next move. The third campus had been delayed spiritually and it became a matter. I'd been praying about it. I'd heard from the Lord. I knew it was coming, but I felt like there was a blockage in the spirit. I'm talking spiritual stuff, but this is spiritual business. I felt like there was a blockage to something was stopping. And so one night my family was away. I got in my truck and I drove around the city and I pounded the heck out of my console, commanding the city to give up its best. That was my prayer. I was, I, I, me and God were good. It was like a warfare prayer. I'm speaking to the stuff that's stopping all this. I said it. It's a true story. I spit all over my windshield yelling at this thing that was stopping God's church. I said, I command this city to give up its best. I command this city to give up its best. Three weeks later, we met the man who was the pastor of Eastern Gate Free Will Baptist Church. And 90 days later, they had gifted us a 2.4, gifted, I said, a $2.4 million property, the only acreage left between 44 and 65 people. God answers prayer abundantly. The Bible tells us this in Malachi 3 and 10. Prove me now herewith saith the Lord of hosts, that if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. This is talking about giving and tithing, but it also speaks to the nature of a God who wants you to trust him, wants you to put him to the test, wants you to depend on him, wants you to believe his promises. Somebody say yes. yes. Our music sucked back in 20. 2012, 2011, our music sucked. It was bad. God spoke to me to fire our worship guy. I was like, God, that's a pretty harsh word, but I did it, and it was the Lord. And I, you know, just what it is what it is. That's, it was how it went down. We were very kind and very generous, very nice, but it's time to go. I'm releasing you into your destiny. <sighs> I had to get on Craigslist and find musicians. It was not good. It was, the, it was a bad season of, of frustration, you know. Wonderful people serving, nobody to lead them. And so I locked myself, I'm at the north side today, love you south side, I'm at the north side. I locked myself in this room during the day and I walked across this stage and I began to pray and I began to prophesy. And I began to speak to what I would like to see at this church. And I went down the details of the musicians we needed, of the kind of leadership character we needed, of all this. And I prayed and then God spoke to me and said, go to this woman. Went to this woman, she gave me a name. The name was A.J. Holmes. A.J. is now probably the longest, there may be some guy playing an organ somewhere in some little church, but A.J. is probably the longest tenured worship director in the city of Springfield now. He was working night shift in a freezer at Springfield Underground, driving a forklift. And God can answer a prayer and get a prayer through the middle of the night, in the middle of a cave, in a cold place, and bring death 
destiny out of frustration when God's people pray. The Lord rescued this church from religion and it was thick. And I was praying and I found out somehow that on a night of a business meeting, that there were some people gonna make a scene and basically make me fight back. I'm not gonna fight back, God, this is your church. If you wanna fight back, you can fight back. I'm not fighting your people. I'm sick, my hair's coming out in clumps. I have lesions all over my body. I had IBS, Google it for 60 days, rash all over my body. I'd wake up in the night under such severe stress, my hands would be clawed. And I found out that that was gonna happen. I said, God, I can't do it. I'll show up, but if you want a victory, you're gonna have to do it. I'm not gonna fight with your people. And that night, God sent an unforecasted ice storm up from Arkansas, and none of those people showed and a year later we were non-denominational god answers when you pray he shows up i went to bible college and had worked my way all through uh, uh the summers saving up money at meyer anybody been to meyer m-e-i-j-e-r youngest manager ever at meyer 18th birthday give your man give your boy some praise right now okay i'm at I'm at uh, Meyer and uh, making this money to go to Bible college. I get to Bible college, they jerk around with my bill and leave me with debt. And I, I, I don't know what to do. It's very frustrating. And I pray, God, I need you to help me with this. I've prepared. I think they've messed up. Maybe, maybe it was me. I'm just young. I don't know what I'm doing. I just prayed saying, I may have screwed up, God, but I need you to come through for me with this bill. And when you're 18 years old and have no money, $4,000 could be, be $400,000. It doesn't matter. You got nothing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? My dad said, what's bothering you? My dad and I didn't have a great relationship. So it's bothering us. So I got the school bill. Got to take care of it. All right. I don't know if I'm praying good or not. I told God I had a problem. I don't know if it was a prayer. It might've been more of a whine. God somehow worked on my dad's behalf. And, uh, my dad went to the horse, tra the horse races. He went to the horse races in Cincinnati. And he said, God, I want to pay off. I'm, and my dad was on his third divorce. He, was, he had just gone through his second divorce. He was getting in his third marriage. He'd given up half twice. He got nothing. My dad didn't have any money. He started a new job, had nothing. He said, God, I need you to come through. And he didn't tell me this for years later because he was afraid I would have rejected the money. But he hit the trifecta at the horse track making a bet, got the money, came home, paid off my school bill for Bible college from a horse track in Cincinnati. I don't know how God does it. I don't even understand how God does it. I know when God's people pray, he shows up. During the pandemic, the business side of the church became bigger and bigger and while I felt like I was pretty good at it, it was taking a lot of my time. And I had prayed for years for God to send me somebody that was better at business than me to help guide this church, to work the budgets, to work the operations side of the church, to lead that, to focus on that so that I could do the things that only I can do. Prayed that for years during the pandemic, it felt like it was so much more 
that needed to be done. And I, I, I was sitting on the front row of this church right here during staff prayer. And I said, Lord, I need you to do this. And here's my commitment to you. I need a few things. I'm gonna ask for them specifically because I know specific prayers get specific answers from God. I said, Lord, I need somebody that's better at business than me. I need them to be independently wealthy. They don't need any money. They wanna do this as a ministry. I need them to share my background so I don't have to explain myself to them and that they totally understand how significant this church really is. And I need them, I need them to have a heart that, 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 that needs training but that I can trust. And I promise you, if you send them to me, I'll empower them before anybody else will and I'll work with them. And I said this, I said, somewhere, Lord, in a high rise right now, you have somebody that's called and disillusioned and needs an opportunity, Lord. And if you'll bring them to me, I'll give them a chance. As God is my witness, that was my prayer. Simultaneously, on the screen, Sky House, Frisco, Texas, there was a man in the penthouse floor of his apartment in that building right there overlooking the Dallas Cowboys practice field in Frisco, Texas. He had locked himself in his, in his, in his beautiful apartment and during the pandemic had gone out, grown his hair so large, he looked like a woolly mammoth. And he just realized, God, everything I've accomplished in business is hollow if I don't do something with the calling you've placed on my life. I don't know any people that live in high rises. I'm from Springfield. I live in the Ozarks, okay? And one day he's in that, it didn't happen that day, but he had this existential crisis, you wanna call it, a spiritual moment where he committed his way to the Lord. And about three weeks later, he had a restoration company there was slow business all of a sudden in Dallas, of all places, slow in Dallas, are you kidding me? And there was a hailstorm in Springfield and he looked at his guys and said, let's go. And they came up here and they worked or whatever. And uh, he never left. A pastor called me and said, hey, a friend of mine, not super close, but we know each other, called me and said, hey, I got this guy. I'm sending him to you. He's rough around the edges. He, uh, he's got this generational gift. I don't understand it, but he just, he's helped us make a lot of money and he knows stuff and blah, 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 blah. I'm sending it to him. I'm in the foyer at the South Side and Jay Haynes shows up, looked like a woolly mammoth, hadn't had a haircut in four months. And just like this divine thing happened and he's led the operations side of the church for two years. Those were the struggles that I had and how God came through. They're deeply personal and they're real. I'm telling you that at Revive, there's gonna be some stories in your life that come out where God came through. There are some things you need to believe God for again. There's some hopes and dreams that God placed in your soul. They're not from the devil, they're from God and they have not lived because you've not put voice to them and you've not put spiritual urgency on them. But my prayer is revive us again. It's time to believe for the impossible. 
It's time for God to break the things that seem unbreakable in your life. It's time for you to believe that God just can't answer the simple prayers to help me get this tire fixed, but that he can provide a life for you, spiritual stability for your family, salvation for children who are far from God. There's not a kid who can get too far away from God. There's not a child who can hide, hide so far from God that God can't get to him. God can get a prayer through to a third shift cave in a freezer. God can get that prayer through to that child. There's not a career God can't establish. There's not a pathway that God can't work out. There's not life direction God cannot give. He's going to do it today. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can like and subscribe. You can even share this on your social media. If you do, tag us at The Courageous Church and share what God is doing in your life. Always remember, God's calling you to be strong and very courageous in all that you do. I hope to see you soon. God bless.